106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Apple Snatch. That's right, Apple Snatch. <laughs> you. What's going on? What's good, man? Freaking, uh, we got the uh, the Snowstradamus striking, you know what I mean? Well, you know what? It, it's it's Snowmageddon. Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> uh, it's coming down, man. It's been coming down since about 1030. This morning, we watched it in phases, and I'll tell you what, man. I got caught out there in the, the midst of it, uh, coming out the old back door, the old shillelagh. And uh, on the high-low, and I started, oh, that hollow was starting to sway, and they called the soft oak. Go on back in. Don't even worry about it. Nice. Yep, so we went back in, and we couldn't do what we needed to do. But, uh, yeah, it's coming down. And it's going to be like that probably the next 13, 14 hours, if not longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh biggest snowfall of the year, no doubt. The last uh, yeah. calendar year. I mean, I know the year is only a month or so deep, but, uh, well, we're, we'll get through it, you know, another day, another yeah. dime. Um, yes, schools closing, um, companies, uh, big companies. Um I mean, it's just, you know, in, if you got to go to work and by all means, you're going to have to take a little extra time and you be as safe. And because there's people out there that just, you know, they'll race like there's nothing on the ground. Right. And you got to be careful if you, if you absolutely have to be at work and you just got to be safe. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, we are doing the Super Bowl special tonight. Mm-hmm. So obviously, with the championship games last weekend, we got uh, Kansas City getting knocked off, knocked off. And uh, my friend, if my numbers are correct, you lost both games because you had KC and the Niners. Damn you! Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and you know, both great picks, both games that should have been won, and they shit the bed. Uh, when you have a 21 point lead that could have been easily 20, 29 to three, and you don't score on the one yard line, that's just pathetic to me. Um, and Kansas City, they 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 blew a great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but take nothing, you know, from Cincinnati. They're dogs, man. They're they're destined to win. They have winners on their team. Um, with uh, Cool Joe uh, and Chase. Like he said, I'm chasing the goal, chasing my dream. Yep. The, the guy is just, he's amazing, you know. Hell of a quarterback, with, man. Oh, yeah, with that being said. And then on the other hand, we got, uh, you know, uh, the 49ers, which Ebo was just totally annihilating them. And then he got the smack of Lama Shama down on him. And that seemed to like change the whole game. But let's not talk about the free uh, interception Williams had that he just dropped wide open. That was uh, inter- that was Jaquiski Tart. Was it was it was it Tart, the guy that dropped the ball number three? It was, yep. Okay, I thought it was Williams. 
I mean, come on, right in the hands, man. Right there. I mean, um, maybe some home cooking, who knows. But uh, at the six-minute mark, seven-minute mark, you got the lead. You turn around and say you score, you got it. It's, it's game over. And then you had the Kyle Murray Garoppolo throw. Ah, oh, that was pathetic at the end with uh, uh, behind him trying to. That was just horrible. Horrible play. You as a quarterback. Yeah. Bad. Just bad. Good team. But it just goes to show you, um, you got to have that solid quarterback, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. One I think, too, I mean, you look at Stafford. He had a touchdown dropped by the guy from uh, Notre Dame. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. the interception was picked. You know, it didn't didn't have his uh, A-plus game. But, again, that's a great defense over there in San Fran. I think, you know, they're probably going to go to Trey Lance next year. They might be a little bit more um, diverse, mobile. maybe in the run game, you know, mobile yeah. from the quarterback yes. position. But I got to give Jimmy G a lot of credit. He had a hell of a season. He did. He did. I mean, uh, that – and you know what? They didn't have him pass a whole, whole lot. You know, he got up in the 20s, you know what I mean? Um, but it's just, you could tell, you know what I mean? It's it's time for the change. Um, I think he left a lot of money on the table there. Um, where he's not going to get now because of the performance, especially at the end. Um, well, let me but, ask you that because part of my five questions for you today. Um, I was going to talk to you a little bit about Jim Harbaugh, but it came out this evening that uh, he called Michigan and and uh, he is indeed going back to the University of Michigan. So I, I wow. do want to talk about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Where do you feel like he fits best next season? Because obviously it's not going to be with the Niners. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Trey's got that team. Um, oh, Lord. I could see him maybe going to Cleveland. Um you know what, after, I don't know, it's hard to read that guy, man. You know, you're talking consistent one minute, one minute and then, you know, is this what you do under pressure? Any any team that's got good defense, you fall under pressure. Um, you know, maybe the Colts, I, I, I really don't know. I, I really don't even look at him as a big starter anymore. I mean, you got to take control of that game. I mean, some of the passes to in the ground that were just short, you know what I mean? It was like, come on, bro. These are what you have to make. You know, the Stafford's making and, you know, the Joe Burroughs is making and, you know, stuff like that. There's always error. But big quarterbacks, they make big plays. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next one is, uh, so obviously a big story that came out, I believe this morning, was former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores files a suit against the NFL for, you know, sham interviews pertaining to the Rooney Rule with minority candidates. Uh, he said he was asked by owner uh, Mr. Ross to, to tank for cash, and upwards of the amount of $100,000 per loss. Uh, Flores, he also revealed uh, text messages from Bill Belichick, where he basically, before he was interviewed, said it was a done deal for a different Brian to get the job. Um, he said John Elway in his interview with the Broncos was hung over and an hour late. Um, I guess part one, A, will Flores coach again in the NFL? And part B, what can the NFL do to have more equality as far as coaching and uh, general managers? You know, because as it stands right now, there's one black coach, 
There's one Latino coach and there's one Arab American coach right now, and everybody else is white. So, what what do you think? What what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, well, my thoughts is like this, man. Being of Latino heritage, and uh, I don't I don't look too much into it. Like, you know, hey, we gotta have you know this amount of Latinos in the league and all that. If you're not cut for the job, you're not cut for the job. It's that simple. It's not my fault if you're white, black, or Latino, or Chinese. Whoever's good for the job. I don't think that you should be placed in positions by color. Sure. You know you know what I'm saying? It, it's just not fair. Okay, well, I got to give you this job because I don't have enough black people. Or I got to give you this job because I don't have enough Latinos. I mean, come on. We didn't even have, have a Latino president. I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? Whoever's best for the job, you know, who's quality. Um, and I just think it's getting a little bit too out of hand. If the guy's good, I want you. Whether you're white, you're black, you're credentials, you know, I want you. And I'm going to have you on my team. I just think there's too much pressure uh, in all that with, you know, um, you know, we got to have so many minorities, blah, blah, this and that, you know. Um, okay, now you got an Arab guy in there. I don't look at it like that. I look at it at Salem for the Jets. That, that's what I look at it as. Robert, as Robert Sala, right, I got you. Sala, yeah. I, I don't look at it like like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, now we got – here, let's chalk it on the board. I just think that – what about let's, – let's go like this without making it too big. What about basketball? Okay, for instance – it is what it is. I'm happy. These are great players. These are, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm pissed. You know, you need to have at least five Latinos on it. No, no, no. If you're good, you make it. It's that simple. You know what I mean? Um, I under, I get it. I understand. But if you start to see the way that things are starting to change in the world and everything goes wrong in these sports, they're going to ruin them. You know what I'm saying? They're going to ruin them. Yeah, but, um, I guess if you look at, though, like Jim Caldwell winning record, you know, um, hasn't been rehired. Uh, there's another right. one out there, too. Um, I mean, look at Steve mm-hmm. Wilkes. He had a bad season in Arizona. He's done after a year. David Culley in Houston. I mean, that was kind of a – nobody wanted that job, so I think they just hired whoever they could. But another one, one yeah. and done. Um, there's, yeah. there's other instances where, you know, guys are mm-hmm. getting second chances where I don't think they deserve it. I mean, we talk about yeah. quality of, of the job, and there's guys like – the enemy, <clears throat> excuse me, with Kansas City who hasn't gotten a job because, you know, he smacked the guy up in the parking lot or whatever it may be. <laughs> damn you, damn you. You know, but uh, I think there's things they could do, you know what I mean, to, oh, yeah, to improve yeah. I mean, that you know, and give guys opportunities. Yeah, don't make it, I mean, like, you know, once again, I, I hate to put it in the race thing, you know what I mean? Because everything just becomes, you know, race, 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 race. Um, it, you know, the guy, the guy came back, but was it for other reasons? I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not in, you know, it was another reason why he just didn't want the guy, you know? Yeah. You came back, you went eight straight or whatever, blah, 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 which I, I thought would keep your job. Maybe Miami says, well, Hey, listen, you know, we built this team with all the drafts and everything. We, we deserve better. That part. I don't know. Um, uh, some things, you know, uh, looks and seems like that but you know why why 
am I not giving the chance here? But this guy, you know, he's horrible. And he's just, you know, giving the chance over here. And then once again, like I said, you see how it, it comes in this big funnel. So, but if that's what the NFL has to do and basketball and baseball and all that, you have to have a certain percentage. I guess if you don't meet your quotas or whatever, I mean, it is what it is. That's where we're coming to. That's what it's, it's, it's about now. And, um, you know, so you got to follow the guidelines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hands are tied. My Your hands are tied. No, fair enough. So uh, moving on, we got uh... – I know uh, Fives of the Week posted something today online. There was a lot of uh, a lot of kickback on this. I noticed online. In period, uh, what are your thoughts on the new name and jerseys in Washington? Horrible, horrible. Uh, I take it you're not a fan. No, actually, we, me and one of my partner was actually a new listener too uh, at work. Uh, uh, great man. Um, we talked about this today. You know. Um, how they're trying to change the game on different things, even with baseball, you know, uh, coming out of the college, they're, they're trying to eliminate the umpire and everything, calling strikes and everything. And, and then this comes out, you know, commanders. I mean, you only got commanders, but I'm thinking Washington white house, military commanders, you know what I'm saying? Kind of meshing together. I, I just still don't like it. I, I really don't. I, I don't like it. You know what I mean? Um, you're taking away tradition. You're taking away um, history, you know, and, and different things. You know, once we start, whether it's good or bad, you know, and if you ever notice, a lot of times people chime on these negative things. It's bad, you know, even though it sells and, and high crimes and all that, and they idolize it, right? And it's, uh, they thrive off it. And so when it comes to things like this, you're like, wow, where do we stand? Who's going to be the next team hit? You know what I mean? Are you going to take away the Cowboys because the stars in the sky? You know what I mean? And, and I mean, I'm not trying to step on anyone or a heritage or anything like that because I have, uh, you know, Blackfoot Indian and me too as well. Mm -hmm. I don't take it personal. I really don't. You know what I mean? Um, but if if different cultures of that tribe uh, do, I mean, I feel for you for whatever reason. I don't know. You know, I, I think differently, I guess. I don't know, man. Um, I just think more and more is going to get out of hand. You know what I mean? Like the cat Washington bullets, they had to change because it said bullets and all that. We never thought about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, another one I can't get down with. It just, I don't know, the Cleveland Indians, when they changed the Guardians, it just doesn't fit to me. Ah, uh, no, I mean, and, yeah, like, once again, like you say, you know, who is this stepping on? I mean, who, I mean, what? what is it? Nobody's making fun of you. I wouldn't think, right? No, I mean, I don't know if it's politically driven or if it's, you yeah. know, if there's people in those realms of you know native american culture that have come out and said it i believe there has been some um yeah but i think you know nowadays it's it's easy for organizations to kind of cave to the public pressure you know what i'm saying yeah you know and i understand but how about we how about we eliminate all this right here hey that's what you want to do tell you what 
how about we take 2% of earnings and let's, let's give it to the tribe. You know what I mean? Thank you for allowing us to, to, uh, have this mascot or what's called that we, that we put or have, you know, in the stands or our emblem, you know what I mean? Thank you. You know, we're not doing this to, to, to publicize or, or, or make fun of a different, uh, culture or anything like that. And this is just a really cool thing. And you know what, if we can, yes, let's donate to that community. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Indians and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Sure. Would you agree? Yeah, that's that's one way to do it. I think that's uh, it's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, you know, let's make you part. Let's let's let's, let's maybe bring you to the game. You know, so you understand this is not a mockery of you at all. And if it does, it was ever to come about that, you should be fired. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's just uh, another step in evolution of what's going on and how the world is changing, you know, and um, yes. there's a lot of good memories from the Washington Redskins and, you know, uh, they went to the football team for a couple of seasons and this is just another step. I do like the jerseys. The jerseys are kind of cool. Yeah, them are sweet. Now, would you take an offensive? What if it was the Washington Hogs? Remember, the, remember they had the Hogs, the front line, the Hogs. What, it mm. was that making fun of people? Oh, well, a hog, that means bigger people. Is that how you're going to take it? You see how it gets twisted? Yeah, it's all about perspective, man. I guess if there's something that gets enough steam, you know, it becomes a super Exactly, issue. exactly, exactly. What about the dogs? What are you going to be? Tell Cleveland Brown they can't have the dog pound no more? Right. I mean, you see where we're going with this? Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, it is, it is, and it takes away from the whole game and, and you being a fan and, and things that you know about the game. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, man. All right, so next one. Uh, tickets for the Super Bowl this year are basically through the roof. I know Grandmaster B sent us a text message, and we saw the prices on there, just ridiculous. Upwards is of, that real? Yeah, it's or is that upwards real? of 50000 25000 I think the cheapest was around uh, mid-teens or something like that for a seat. Come on, dude. So we're all big Lions fans, right? What yeah. is what is the most you would pay to watch them in the Super Bowl? I'll tell you right now, as much as I love my Lions, I'm not paying no thousand dollars to see them. I'll pay five hundred. I wouldn't put a scene on it. Okay. It's it, it's a team. I could sit on a big screen. Watch it, root them on, have a great party. I, I with good people, that would be one I would love. Yeah. Um, but I just think they're. I think what they're doing, they're just gouging people. They're gouging people in the pandemic and all this crazy to charge somebody. Why? Because because you, you're bringing in all these singers and all that. That should be out of your pocket. That should be out of the owners. Come on, man. Show me what you got. I'm gonna make this an extravaganza. Both owners. We're in the Super Bowl. Our teams are here. That's going to come out of our pocket to pay these people, but they're making it come out of yours, right? See, so we pay out of our pocket, but we have no say in the fact with names, whatever we get them took it from us. You see, so um, yeah, what would you pay? I probably wouldn't go higher than a couple grand. I mean. Uh... But I'm with you, though. I think I would rather be with my closest family and friends watching it together at home. Yeah. 
But if I got a, a big party, yeah, if, I, if there was some kind of sweet deal, maybe, and I was able to go with a good group of people, maybe for the experience. Um, but I wouldn't go over that. I mean, I'm not maxing out a credit card or anything like that to go do that. Right, right. Imagine how you would feel. You're excited. Your bells are all pickled. They're here. <laughs> oh, God. The lions. Oh. You know, you're screaming in your pants. And then all of a sudden they get blown out. They get blown out. And you're out of two grand now. Right. We're seeing some shit show. You're going to be sick to your stomach, vomiting. Maybe miss a couple days of work, never looking at yourself the same, and going, damn, I'm out of $2,000, man, because I was an ultimate fan. I just don't get it. I can't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Five is I'll go. I mean, I'd rather go to a great concert, and I still wouldn't pay that much. Um, so I get it for some people. It's not me. Like I said, I'd rather be around a bunch of my peers. Got lion series on, eating good, you know, nothing but love here. Good, good people. We're watching the game on big screens. We're gambling, you know, and hopefully they win and we just have a big ass party. You know what I'm saying? That's good enough for me. Okay, fair enough. So staying on the Super Bowl uh, kick. So someone yep. came up with this dream Super Bowl location list. Um, mm-hmm. If there's anywhere. If any of these five you like, go ahead and choose one. If not, you can pick your own. So here they are. So one would be in the desert in the pyramids. Damn, dude. You just took right out of my, my, out of my head. Okay. Then the National Mall. You know, where it's got the big tower and the water in the middle. Mm-hmm. The Grand Canyon. Central Park in the Yank. Yeah, yeah. On an aircraft carrier or another place of your choice. Oh, damn, dude. You got me stumped. Your mind's pickleball. Yeah. Super Bowl on an aircraft carrier. See, I like the idea for a game, but I don't know if I'd want the Super Bowl there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I like um um the one you said on the and I'm I'm gonna go like the one out in the desert. The pyramid. But I'm gonna go with the Grand Canyon. That's uh, that would be bad as hell, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. That would just be the the overcast, man. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna go Grand Canyon. Okay. All right. Um, so moving on. All right, it's time to discuss the big game. So, first of all, Hollywood, you have seven points. So you have a chance here to earn three points in the Super Bowl alone. So we're doing. Money line, straight up picking the winner. Okay, you get a point for being right. The over-under, okay, which right now is at, we're going off DraftKings, so it's 48 and a half, okay, total points. And then we're going to do the spread as well. So the spread, uh, the Rams are favored by four and a half. I think that'll change by the time they get on the field. Yeah, and this is all going to go off of what it is at kickoff, and then it's locked in. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think, damn you? Mm, man, it could be a shootout. I mean, it could get real. I don't think the full. I don't think the forty. Depending on what injury, I don't think the forty-eight's enough to hold them two teams. Um, even with the defenses, 
maybe it is. I don't know, man. This this game, like, like you, you know, brother, like I, me and Gene, like I told Master B, Jack, this game, I love both teams. There's two stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm going for the ride. And he said, you got to pick one team, Hollywood. Joe Burrows is a true leading quarterback. He wasn't put on a team that's already built. He's building it from the ground up. And I love that story. And I think with Chase, like you said, I'm chasing the dream. I'm chasing the gold. I love that too. And you got two guys who've won national championships, big on, on, you know, it's bigger than anything. They've been around a hundred thousand and they're polished. So, so polished. I think they're going to bring it. And then again, we have Matthew Stafford was deserved. He happened to get put on, on an absolute good team, a good fitting. Will that get him to the epitome of the Super Bowl? And you know, people are still going to talk junk. Sure. Uh, you know what he was put on it. I, I, I get all that, but he's still got to go out there and play. I think it's unfairly, but that's the way critics are. I'm going to ride with the, the with the Bengals story, and I, I, I mean, I really do. I, if Matthew's at the end of the day holding it, I'm okay with that too. But I'm going to ride with with Cool Joe. You know, not Sleepy Joe, Cool Joe. <laughs> damn you, damn you. Let's get that straight. Damn, damn you. All right, so you got the Bengals um, straight up. I got now, the Bengals, brother. Over, under, what do you got? Over 48 and a half or under? Ah, shit. 21, 20. It's about, what, shit. 24, 24 and a half points roughly a piece. Ah, uh, let's see. You know what, man? I'm going to go over 48. Maybe a couple of... Uh, Hairs, fifty one, whatever. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Gonna I'm go, wrong. I'm wrong. You're going over. Over, yeah. Okay. All right, and then, so since he say they lose, but they cover, are you taking them, or are you? T- well, you're taking Cincinnati, so you're gonna take the plus four and a half then. Yeah. Okay. So we got the Bengals to cover plus four and a half. Okay, good stuff, Hollywood. I appreciate you making some time tonight, Braz. You got it, you got it. You're the man. We'll talk to you soon, Hollywood. Stay safe out there. Uh, you all out there, will you? All right, you know we will. Yeah, you got it. All right, adios. 24th Street Pizza has expanded their menu to offer new items like the Miami Steak Sub, Poutine, Nacho Supreme, Traverse City Salad, and even the Poho Mac and Cheese Pizza. Plus, with beer and wine and free delivery in Port Huron, there's no question what's for dinner. It's 24th Street Pizza. All right, folks, that was Hollywood Apple Snatch. Now I'm here with our boy Joe Hoffa. How you doing? Not bad, buddy. Not bad. Still depressed from Stafford winning. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, you better get that jersey order in. <laughs> get a, get a order up, man. Order up. You know what? I'm I'm supporting a guy. I'm all over Facebook saying he's the GOAT. I figured I'm taking a page out of old Major League. I don't know if you remember when uh, she wanted to move the team down to Florida. Right. And she started out, the team went on a roll, and she was being mean to him, so she changed her tone, and she was uh, supporting him. So – I'm going to use that same uh, 
Same uh, thing with Stafford. Yeah, a little reverse psychology, Braz. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's uh, rooted for him in Detroit. I always wanted the Lions to do good. I wanted him to win. I didn't want him to lose. You know, I wanted him to do great. And uh, then he would choke in those big games. So now that I want him to lose so bad, he's winning. What the, <laughs> what, what the hell, man? It happens, man. Well, the guy he beat, I wanted to talk to you. I got a five, five questions, kind of like last week. This is our Super Bowl special. So yep. I was going to talk to you about Harbaugh, but apparently he's going back to Michigan. So we'll save that for another day. Uh, oh, it's, uh, I, I didn't see that. So he is going to stay at Michigan? Yeah, there's a report that came out. Um, well, you got to watch everything now the way Schefter blew that freaking Tom Brady retirement announcement. But he said that he called Michigan and notified him that he's coming back to the school. So Yeah, good, um, good, good, good. So really I, good for recruiting. I mean, I want to see Michigan do good, you know, even though I'm more of a state fan, but. Yeah, I like to see Michigan teams do good. You know, I'm a homie. For sure. And uh, so – I see homer. So on the other side of Stafford was Jimmy Garoppolo, who actually had a pretty good season. Guy's got a great win percentage. So I wanted to ask yeah. you, obviously it's clear his days in San Fran are done. Where do you see him as the best fit next season? Uh, I can see him maybe lying, uh, going to Tampa. Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, they, you know, Tampa's got a pretty good defense. You know, their offense obviously with Brady was, uh, you know, always good. But Brady can, you know, take guys out of a parking lot and be uh, be good. But uh, I, you know, Jimmy G, man, he's a solid quarterback. You know, he made uh, at the end there in that fourth quarter when you know it got crunch time. He, uh, you know, he didn't come through. You know, he made some bad decisions. You know, I, I, I that's the first time I've seen him down the stretch here play like that. But uh, you know. Uh, I I can see him either in Miami, uh, not Miami or Tampa, or um, maybe even Miami. You know, so a team, another you know, kind of Tua, but I think they need somebody to back up to. I don't think Tua is going to be the answer, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see where he lands, but I, I think you see him in Tampa. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, sticking with the. Miami topic. So obviously Brian Flores came out. It says that he's filing a civil suit against the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos. They're talking about the Rooney rule and how unprofessional they were, how he was treated when he was out in Denver. Um, it's kind of a two-parted question. Do you think Brian Flores will coach in the NFL again? And part two would be, what do you think the NFL can do maybe to try to get minorities a shot is there anything you think they could do better to have equality between head coaches and gms as far as i mean because you look at it you got one black coach and mike tomlin you got one latino coach and ron rivera and one arab american coach and uh, robert sala with the Jets. so do you think they're doing a fine job or do you think there's something they could do better i think they can do a little bit better but i i always thought that rooney uh, role was uh, uh just garbage i mean you, you see caldwell's been out of league what for two three years now yeah and he's getting you know uh you know I think he was in Chicago, interviewed for that in New York. Seems like he's always going to every one of these teams just to fill their quota, right? Sure. You get the interview and it's, it's garbage. It's uh, you know, these 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 owners know who they want. You know, when they when they fire a guy, they they, they already have, you know, two, three guys in mind. And uh you know, the, the Rooney rule, it was put in for uh for a good reason, right? But nobody follows it. You know, it's uh well they follow it, but it's uh it's really an embarrassment to the individual going there, you know. Uh, you know, then Billichek sent him out, what is it, that tax, whatever. And, uh, you know, there he did the hire. And he was going there for the interview, what, the, fo- uh, the following day? Yeah. Yeah, that and, was a joke. Uh, it's uh, – it, it, are they racist because of it? I don't think so. I, you know, Lovey Smith, you know, 
had a long uh, tenure there at uh, Chicago. You know, he, you know, he, he was a winner there for a while. Uh, you had, you know, Tomlin, you know, you had uh, Dungy left on his own terms, you know, Caldwell, you know, yeah, Caldwell and Flores both have uh, something in common. They, they were fired after a winning season, but, uh, you, you know, there was high hopes for Miami this year and they, they were kind of, you know, started off a little rocky there, hit a patch and got hot again towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, but there was reports that uh, even with Tua, that he was just treating some of those players like shit. They couldn't even talk to him. I did see that as well. Yeah, then the G- GM couldn't get along with him. Well, you know as well as I do, no matter what uh, profession you're in, you don't get along with uh, your boss. There's going to be some problems unless you're winning, you know, unless you're making a profit, right? Right. You know, and, uh, you know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't winning, and, you know, so they didn't see that eye, so they, uh, they let him go. But, you know, then it – I can see the New York Giant thing that that's uh, that's you know that's BS. What happened there, you know? But uh, you know the Rooney rules kind of set set that set that in motion. I mean, I'm guarantee you that wasn't the first time that was done. No, like for I said, sure. these coaches, yeah, these coaches know who they're. Uh, I mean, these owners know who they want. And uh, sometimes, like like you know, I always said, uh, you know, Sean Payne, you know, after he retired there, he's gonna. I see him in Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that in the next few weeks here. And uh, do, do you see it, Flores getting a job though this year, or, or again? I don't. I don't think so. I, I think he'll get another chance because uh, you know he he did have a winning season there in uh, in uh, Miami, but you know he better slow it down a notch because then he you know he, he's all over the board right now. You know everybody he's been to is a racist. You know and everybody wants to throw that around now. You know and it's just like a, another word just to throw around. You know that's uh. That means something, man. You know, that puts people out of a out of a job pretty quick. Yeah. And uh, you know, then he goes to Denver. You know, sits out with LA. I guess LA was late, and they were uh, a little tipsy. I guess. Does that make somebody a racist? You know, I've been late for meetings. Uh, you know, and I'm sure you've been late uh, here and there. You know, for things. You know, sure. In the past, and you know, we've all done mistakes, but. They said, I, I, I think we should watch how we use that word because uh, it's, it's devastating to some people. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, I think it's a. It sounds like years of uh, pent up frustration, and you know, I guess the owner was asking him, willing to pay him to tank games and stuff like that. Like, I get it. If he's a high integrity guy and he's not willing to do it, you know, right? That's that's commendable, right? Um, well. I- we we know that goes around the NFL because everybody wants to get that number one pick if they don't, they don't have nothing to play for, right? So I'm sure that goes you know goes around quite a bit with these uh, teams. Like you know, I'm sure Jacksonville and the Lions. You know, you know, I can't see Dan Campbell tanking. You know, he want that guy wants to win, and I'm sure the ownership went, hey, listen, you know, we have a chance to get the number one, you know one two pick here. We got to watch it. You know, sure. And same thing with uh, Miami a few years ago and. You know, Jacksonville the same, you know, but these coaches have a lot of pride where, you know, you know, was it said? We don't really know. It's just, oh, I hear say right now, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Like you said, a guy is a pretty good coach, but like you said, there was, uh, these, these things were coming out uh, towards the end of the season and actually mid season where people were getting along with them. And, and, uh, you know, but like you said, if the, if the Miami Dolphins ownership was so racist, why do they give him a chance? You know, yeah. it's, 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 uh, everybody gets a chance. We, you know, everybody, you know, has failed in their job or, you know, 
and uh, you know, you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and uh, go get another job, and you know, revamp yourself. So, all right, fair enough. So, moving on, we got the Washington Commanders. What are your thoughts on the name of the New Jerseys down there? I I, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. You know, I, I I hate that the Cleveland Indians, are, you know, are changing their name. I I, I just uh, we live in a different time here, and to me, I've always thought that was a honor that there were somebody's nickname is you know after you know the, the Reds but you know if you go to a lot of you know uh you know the Indians you know they come out they they, they, they said they, they take it as an honor it's it's these left hard left people that are making these this bigger than what it needs to be and uh you know it's, it's like the Chiefs you know they the Seminoles and all you know well dude let me just say this Okay, I'm half Mexican, half Polish. I would love for a yeah. team to be the Amigos or the Polacks, man. I'd be, I'd be the first in line to buy a hat and a jersey, bro. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, that's a little different, man. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but like you said, it's uh, – I, I I think, it, you know, there was a tribe member that came out and was like, no, we don't want uh, the Redskins to change their name. You know, we th- we this is an honor, you know, and – but like I said, these groups, uh, these far left groups, man, they're not going to stop until they get their way, and that's just the time we live in right now. But I mean, the Cleveland Indians, what what is so wrong with that? What is so wrong with that? You know, maybe the Redskins because you know they're throwing out the color of somebody's skin, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but still, you know, what is wrong with that? I just I don't get it. I think we become so soft as a as you know, not just Americans. I mean. As a race and every, I mean, we just, you know, every every nation's going through it, and it's just uh, times are changing, and hopefully uh, it comes to an end here pretty quick. But I don't see no end in sight. I really don't. Well, I'm really, really curious to get your answer on this one. So, we all know ticket prices at SoFi Stadium are through the roof. I think the lowest seat in the house is like mid-teens, as far as thousands of dollars. Um, some as high as like eighty grand. Um, so say the Lions go to the Super Bowl. What is the most you would pay for a ticket to get in the house? Oh, I would. I tell. I told everybody I would put the house up for up for sale, <laughs> a second mortgage, <laughs> whatever it takes. I'm going to that game. Uh, you know, I, I I wish my you know my at least my dad. You know, my dad passed in 2012. I I know your grandpa passed too, and they were diehards. And, for sure. At least he got to witness some of that great football back in the fifties, right? Yeah. And as kids, and uh, we we haven't got to witness that too much. No. And, uh, but like you said, I'm selling the farm, man. I might even sell some of my kids. I don't know. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a diehard whatever, fan, whatever man. Whatever it takes, man. You know. Yeah. Free, hey, free labor. My kids, uh, they'll work for <laughs> they'll work for my tickets. So. That's awesome. All right, so staying on the Super Bowl tip. Uh, someone came out with this list. It was the Dream Super Bowl locations. Um, you can choose one of these five, or you could pick your own. Okay, so here we go. One would be the pyramids, so out in the desert by the pyramids. Uh, the National Mall, the Grand Canyon, Central Park, or on an aircraft carrier. Or again, like I said, you could pick something totally different. I I, I know what. I liked when Michigan State, North Carolina played on that aircraft carrier. That was cool. Wasn't that for basketball? Remember that? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. I, I would like to see that. That or the desert. I would say the aircraft ca- carrier, definitely number one. Okay. And uh, 
the pyramids number two on the desert. All right. So that, that would be cool. That would be cool. I like it. I'm taking a little tally just to see what everybody picks here. So, yeah. all right, man. So moving on. So Super Bowl 56, LA's at home. Your boy Stafford taking on Cool Joe. Who do you got? So let me explain you this, though, too. So you get an opportunity. You're still going to probably finish in last, but you get a chance to get three points here. <laughs> so you get, a, you get a point for the winner, a uh, point for picking the spread correctly, and then a point for over and under. Hey, you know, I, I was pretty close, Mike, on uh, the score of that, uh, uh, that Rams game, but it was just the opposite, right? Yeah, so no. I thought it was going to be a lower score, scoring game, which it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But uh, I, I'm, I'm trying something different here, man. I'm going to go with the Rams, you wow. know, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that reverse psychology. Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I, I love to see Burles win. I think Burles is going to be back. Uh, he's going to be, you know, several Super Bowls. You know, and our, you know, we're going to see this kid for quite a while. I, I, I like I said, I think. Uh, He's going to be the closest thing to Brady that we uh, we're going to see for a while. So, um, I, I I see kind of a, kind of a you know not a high scoring game, not a low scoring game, but I, I I'll go thirty one, twenty four Rams. Okay, so you're taking the over as well. Yep. All right, and then the the spread on the game is uh, four and a half. So hey, Rams favored hoping, by four I'm, and a half. I'm hoping I'm wrong, bro. <laughs> I'm trying something totally different here. It's all right, man. Nothing the wrong goat, with it. Stafford the goat, man. Stafford the goat. So you taking the points for the Rams to win by four and a half, or you think uh, the Bengals will cover? No, I, I think the, I think the uh, Rams uh, four and a half. Okay. All righty. Well, that's all I got, brother. Hey, thanks for taking the time out to join. Uh, I got a few more calls to make, man, but it's always good talking to you, Joey. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right, you too, bro. Take care. All right, you too. All right, folks. That was the Hoffa. The picks are in. Hey, everyone. Just want to take a quick pause in the action and tell you about TGI Graphics. It's a family-owned business since 2007, servicing the Metro Detroit area. They specialize in sports and graduation banners and also yard signs. We've helped schools, youth sports leagues, and booster clubs fulfill senior wishes and memorable projects. Please reach out to Fives of the Week Podcast at gmail.com to learn more. Now let's get back to the show. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, young Drew, you're on the Fives of the Week. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing good, brother. Good, doing good. Um, so, what do you think of those games, man? Dude. Now, I think this this year was probably one of the craziest playoffs runs I've ever seen, dude. Like two games or three games went OT. You know, uh, man, well, look at the Bengals and Chiefs game, man. Chiefs, I mean, uh, Bengals, dude. I think they proved that, you know, they can compete in this league now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both games are freaking great football games. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it was freaking insane, man. All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Obviously, got the five questions I always bring before we get into our picks and whatnot. Um, so yeah, but you. By the way, you're still in the in the driver's seat. So as long as you don't shit the bed in the Super Bowl, <laughs> you're the leader in the clubhouse right now. All right. All right. So talking about the Rams, 49ers. Uh, I was going to ask you about Jim Harbaugh, but they came out tonight that he's going back to Michigan. So let's talk about Jimmy G. Obviously, his time in Frisco is done. 
Where do you think he fits best? Where can you see him playing next season? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to think Tampa, man. Ah, I see. You know, they're, they're already stacked. You know, they got everything, you know. Um, I don't know what their cap situation is or anything that's like that. Just I know their team is stacked right now. Uh, but I could probably see him going there. Maybe Bruce Aarons pull a trigger on that. Maybe. I, I don't know. But I'm thinking probably Tampa personally. Okay, fair enough. Um, so former Dolphins coach Brian Flores came out and filed a suit against the NFL for all these things that, you know, he's been mistreated on, so being asked to tank for $100,000 per game, uh, John Elway showing up late to his interview, uh, you know, New York hiring a coach, you know, based on the screenshots he sent out with Bill Belichick. You know, he already knew that uh, Brian DeBow got the job. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on, do you think Brian Flores, after going through this, because it's kind of a risk, you know, going up against the NFL, but seems like to be a high-integrity guy. Um, Rooney Rule seems to not be working in, you know, African-American, African-American coaches' favor. Um, do you think he coaches again? And... What do you think the NFL could do to try to make changes? There's only three people um, that are black, Latino, and Arab in a head coaching spot. I, I didn't do the GM numbers, but out of 32 NFL head coaching jobs, there's only three. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, honestly, I thought that was messed up. Why Why are you going to like offer a head coach to taint when that's not his mindset? Right. You know? And and honestly, I I think there should be more. They should give more black head coaches more chances, man. Honestly, I just I, I do see like you know kind of like the not letting black coaches you know be coaches. You know what I mean like let them be head coaches, go for the bigger jobs. Look at Mike Tomlin, man. You know like but Brian Flores is a great coach. Look what he did with the Miami Dolphins, man. They were losing like crazy in the in the uh, beginning of the season. How mm. many how many ones did they um win at the end? Eight or something like that, eight in a row. Seven yeah, I think they, they ended up nine and eight, I believe. Yeah, he turned that team around, man. You know, and like he turned two around. You know, he was everybody's calling him a bust and everything. Yeah, and he turned two around, man. I just ah, I I don't know, man. I I think it's all messed up personally. You know. Yeah, I think they could do definitely do a better job. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that like yes. Byron Leftwich and you know even maybe even though we don't want to lose him here, I think Aaron Glenn's going to be a good head coach one day. Yeah. Um, you know, so hopefully those guys get opportunities and you know this continues to go away because you see it all the time. Like Jim Caldwell was let go with a winning record. Um, Lovey yes, Smith, I agree. Lovey Smith yep. from Chicago had a winning record. Um, yep. You know, there's been great coaches. I mean, look at Mike Tomlin. Yes. Look at Tony Dungy. You know. Um, yes. Yep. Denny Green, there's there's been a bunch of them. And in a league that's 70% black, I think those guys should get more of an opportunity. I agree, 100%. Agree, brother. I agree. Um, So moving on, what are your thoughts on the new name down in Washington and the New Jerseys? Do you like the commanders? Do you like the new threads? What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, man, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh at each other about this, but – uh. I mean, it, it's not that bad that I thought the names were going to be, you know, like it's it's a lot better than the goddamn football team, right, man? Right, 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 right. <laughs> football team. But uh, I see what Keenan Allen said, though, on a comedy. He's like, 
of all the animals out there, you pick the commanders, you know. But I mean, it's kind of a cool name. But I'm, I'm like thinking about you know, the Washington Wolves or something. Then you know, sound more aggressive. Yeah. But uh, but you know, commanders is kind of old school though, which is kind of cool. But I, 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 I can ride with it though, you know. But uh, a lot better than the football team, man. So. I like it better than a football team. Yeah, a see, lot. I don't think the commander's name is as bad as people are making it out to be. I just think it's more of the political agenda pushing thing because you're starting to see it with like the Cleveland Indians losing their name to the Washington, yeah. the Cleveland Guardians, and then there's been rumblings about some other ones too. So I think there's just a little bit more behind it, but I th- I think the jerseys are dope. Yes, I, I like your jerseys. They're they're dripped out, man. I love them a lot. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, as lifelong Lions fans, as we all are, uh, tickets to the Super Bowl 56 are absolutely nuts through the roof. I think uh, the cheapest seat in the house is like around 15 grand. Uh, oh I could be on the, I could be low on that too. So if the Lions were to go to the Super Bowl, what is the most you would pay for a ticket to see them? $10,000. Damn, you break the bank, huh? Yes. That's once in a lifetime moment bro i'm telling you as you know it's once in a lifetime <laughs> moment once they go they probably never will make it again <laughs> well for some it's been none in a lifetime unfortunately well, I know. <laughs> yeah I know, man. man all right fair enough man Jeez, that's man. why we're fans we have the right to choose so um sticking on the super bowl topic though so they came out with this list of uh dream super bowl locations um you could pick one of these five or you could choose your own so here we go would you rather see it in the pyramids, in the desert, which could be kind of cool, uh, the National Mall, it's that long, almost like river with the big building at the end, uh, you got the Grand Canyon, you got Central Park, and then you have an aircraft carrier, or you can choose your own. What do you think? Oh, man. Your Those are all dope places. Yeah, your mind's pickleball. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that bottle was puckering right now. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This this is hard. Yeah, man. I think I think the pyramids would be dope, man. You know, the desert, you know, would probably be hot as balls, but Right, right, right. I don't know, man. You know, sunny and I don't know, man. I think that'd be cool. That and would be real desert, sweet. That would be sweet. I probably have to go with the desert, man. I'm you know, sorry for plays in the desert, you know, but man, yeah. that'd be so cool to see though. Okay. Good choice. All right. So now we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, man. So you have an opportunity to get three points. So first of all, you got to pick a winner. Okay. Uh, over under. So right now it's at 48 and a half total points. So you pick over under and then it's four and a half. The spread is four and a half. So the Rams are um, favored by four and a half. So go ahead, talk about the game, and then uh, just give me your options, man. All right. Well, I think it's going to be a very intense game, personally. Um, you got really two gunslingers at QB, 9-9, and nine, which is Joe Burrow and uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. They both got really solid weapons on offense. You know, they both got a really good receiving core. So – it also could be a shootout, you know, but also you got to think about this, though. You got Rams defense, though, the Rams defense. So I just think I'm going to come up with the Rams on top. Okay. I'm going I'm, not just because, you know, 
going for all Stafford, man. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I, I I always like the Rams. Um, I just think that defensive line getting after Joe Burrow, man. It, it just I think Joe Burrow is gonna maybe have a little tough day. But uh, we will see. Because I also want to see you know uh, Jalen Ramsey against uh, uh, Jamar Chase, man. That's gonna be a very good matchup, and it's the Super Bowl matchup. So yeah, it's a marquee matchup for sure. So yeah, I'm probably I'm going with the Rams, man. I, I said it in the playoffs too. I said I hope the Rams go all the way once they got that playoffs. So I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I've been rocking with them all season, man, since the very beginning. This was even before they got Von Miller and um, Odell Beckham. So yeah, um, so yep. do you have them scoring more than 48 and a half points together? So it's basically 24 and a half points a piece. So do you think it's going to be yes. like okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you got the over, and then the Rams are favored by four and a half. Do you think they'll cover there, or do you think Cincinnati will be within that four and a half? Oh, man. I think the Rams will cover that. Okay. So you're taking the favorite. Yep. Okay. Fair enough, Drew. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking some time. I got a few more calls to make, brother, but always good catching up. Stay safe. Avoid all this snow if you can. And, uh, yes, make, sir. Make sure you help mom and pops uh, shovel that snow. <laughs> right. I got you. Thanks for having me, brother. All right, brother. Love you. Be good. Love you too. Bye. All right, folks, that was young Drew with the picks. The picks are in. What up, Andrew? Welcome to the show. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I'm hoping you're feeling generous and you can give me some uh, some bonus points to get me competitive in this contest. <laughs> well, the good news is you get to bury your, or dig yourself out of the basement, I should say, because <laughs> we got a three-tier thing going on. So just to explain the rules for our picks for the Super Bowl, you get a point for win- picking the winner outright. You get a point for over and under. And then you also get another point for the spread. So okay, uh, a lot of ways to dig yourself out here, bro. You know who else dug themselves out? Because there's a precedence for this shit. <laughs> Just the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Cool, man. <laughs> oh, dug themselves out from. It gets me hope for the Lions, which is a totally separate conversation. But to, to see the, the Cats go from worst to first gives me some hope. It's pretty amazing what they've been able to do and how much a quarterback and some weapons can really change a franchise in a short period of time, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Burrow's just a winner, man. He's got an amazing story. And uh, dare I say, he's he's carried this team on his shoulders. There's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball in Cincinnati. But you, you, it's hard to argue that if Joe Burrow wasn't there, Cincinnati would not be in this position. No, I agree a thousand percent. And I remember listening to uh, Drew Brees on the broadcast when they played the Tennessee Titans and um, – there was a uh, a corner he had played with in New Orleans, and he said he talked to him before the game. And he said, "You know what made you go to Cincinnati? I mean, obviously it's not a big free agent destination, but he said Joe Burrow. He's like the guy's a winner, and he talked to people that have played with them, you know, in the previous year, and he, they just said, I'm telling you, man, you're gonna want to come here. This dude's special. So that's uh, a yeah. big, big praise from veteran players around the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah." Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and for good reason, you know, players want to play with the best and, uh, and Joe Burrow even statistically is the best, um, in, in prepping for our conversation, I was looking at some of his stats and, uh, 
um, next gen stats, they, they have this cool metric I didn't know existed and they track completion percentage above expectation. So they take all these data points at the beginning of the season to go, okay, this is what we think his completion percentage is going to be. And Joe Burrow ranked first in completion percentage over expectation. So they say by that quarterback, he's the most accurate uh, by that metric. He's the most accurate quarterback in the league. And even like, and we can get into this in a little bit more in detail, but even with his offensive line, the magic that this guy is able to pull out, no wonder players want to play with him, you know? Sure. No, and absolutely. I didn't see that coming against Kansas City because they actually, their defense has been playing much better down the stretch and they have, you know, playmakers all across the board. Um, they held up and, you know, he's been able to be tough and hang in the pocket and, and make plays. And it was good to see, uh, I mean, at first, it, lo- it looked like it was going to be a wash. I mean, Kansas City was marching up and down the field on them. And I think at yeah. halftime, you know, when they got stopped there at the goal line, um, that's kind of when the momentum shifted. And uh, Cincinnati came back out and looked like a totally different team. And, you know, Joe Cool, man, just kept making plays in the second half, and they stopped Mahomes. And, yep. man, they, they made Mahomes look like a high school quarterback out there. I just I couldn't believe my eyes. It was just a, a tale of two halves, basically. It really was, and to see Burrow playing so well against a, a pretty solid defense, you know, he was being blitzed pretty often, and um, again, was able to pull the, pull the magic out of his hat there, and uh, he doesn't have a great offensive line, but just his play alone gives the Bengals a chance against the Rams. Um, I, I don't know if we're ready for picks yet, but a pretty tall order for Cincinnati against the Rams. The Rams look just, to me, they look unstoppable despite a little bit of uh, shakiness in their in their conference championship game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to kind of transition into the five questions, and then we're going to come, circle back around to the pick. So talking about the San Francisco-LA game a little bit, obviously it didn't end the way Jimmy G and that, that group kind of wanted it to. Um, so with that being said, Jimmy G, where do you see him – as a fit next year? Um, that's a really good question. I, I don't know. To be honest with you, I haven't done that, uh, that mental exercise yet. So I'll, I'll kick that back to you. I, I'll say that Jimmy G is a very uh, serviceable quarterback, but I think he's kind of in the realm of a Joe Flacco or even like a Jared Goff. Right? You kind of know what you're getting, and it's not greatness. Yeah, I guess the one thing in his defense is the winning percentage. I mean, the guy wins ball games. You look at his winning percentage as a starting quarterback, and it's very high. I want to say it's damn near 700. So um, that's one thing he does have going for him. I think he will land a starting spot. A lot of the guys on the show seem to think Tampa Bay is like an ideal fit because it's somewhat of a ready-made yeah. team with playmakers around, and I think maybe he could thrive. You know, he's, he's obviously nobody is Tom Brady, but he's more of a pocket passer. Um Yep. So that would be a potential spot. I've heard, you know, maybe Pittsburgh's out there because obviously he's a little bit younger than Ben, but Ben was also a pocket passer. Um, yep. So we'll have to see. I think those would be probably be the top two spots. I know maybe uh, Indianapolis is a dark horse because I feel like, you know, Carson Wentz just can't get out of his own way. I think people, he's fallen out of uh, favor there in Indy. But Yeah, um, maybe Houston too. Houston drafted uh, that Davis Mills guy. and I know that that whole franchise is trash, but. Maybe that's another place, but I know he wants to win. Like, say what you will about his his play, love him or hate him, win or lose, he's he deserves to go to a winner. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, fair enough. Um, 
Moving on. I don't know if you've been up to date with this whole Brian Flores filing a suit against the NFL. Um, he claims that these uh, sham interviews for the Rooney Rule are going on. Uh, yeah. He says uh, Stephen Ross asked him to tank for cash. Um, you know, said he got a, a bogus interview in Denver. You know, Elway showing up late and hung over. And let's face it, no matter what business you're in, you're going to sometimes you uh, you show up to work a little out of sorts. Right. But uh, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And, uh, you know, it's kind of a two part question. Do you feel like Flores will get another head coaching opportunity because he did get fired with the winning record? And also, is there anything you think the NFL can do to better equality amongst coaches and GMs. I mean, you look at it, you have one black coach right now in Mike Tomlin. Uh, You have one Arab American in Robert Sala in New York. And then you have one Latino coach in Ron Rivera um, with the Washington commanders. I mean, your thoughts. Yeah. So it's going to be a hot button topic for the duration of the off season. And the Rooney rule just, I think the uh, intent has always been, honest right like you know it's there to encourage and like even incentivize these teams to do the right thing to you know hire minority candidates but what you can't do with the Rooney rule is make franchises do the right thing like how many times has Eric Bieniemy interviewed for a head coaching position and he's still not a head coach right how many times has Jim Caldwell's name been talked about as a potential replacement for, you know, insert, insert team who fired their head coach. Right now I'm not saying and in the same token, I'm, I'm not sitting here thinking that all of these owners are going, well, he's black. So I don't want to hire. Sure. You know, and that's where I think there's just such a really gray area or fine line when discussing matters of systemic racism. I mean, I say that as a white man and I'm not trying to minimize um, what Brian Flores is doing. He's risking his career and his life, not his life, but his professional life. He's risking his professional life to um, do what he feels is right, just like Colin Kaepernick, you know? Um, so it remains to be seen what will come of it. He's certainly a qualified candidate and, and has been as a head coach for some time. Um, I, yeah, the, the even more bombshell uh, uh, bit is Stephen Ross trying to pay him off for every loss. That's wild. And, uh, and that, that has kind of validated how I've felt about um, the league since sports gambling has been, uh, has been legalized. Like it's just a matter of time before you hear something like this, where throwing games or fixing games is discussed at the highest levels. So, you know, any given Sunday, an NFL team can beat another NFL team and the, the sport is so entertaining uh, but there's a lot of lot of shit that we don't know about that the NFL will pay lots of money to hide. Oh, that's the, that's a fact. Yeah, and the Rooney Rule and, and this whole scandal is is going to be added to that list, along with concussions and every other thing, domestic abuse. Uh, yikes! But hey. I'll be there at 1 p.m. every Sunday. <laughs> I know, right? And that's the thing, man. And I think overall the NFL has done such a good job this year of keeping it, you know, unpolitical and, um, you know, a fairly, you know, you've had your personal issues with players and stuff like you're always going to have uh, just because everything's magnified in the NFL. But they overall they've done a great job, and this is kind of towards the end of the season here. You know, it's kind of a, a black eye, and I just hope they can kind of sort through this and, um, 
you know, somehow find a way to, to make it better. And like you said, there's this, there's this, uh, saying that goes around, like, um, something about being stuck in the pit of, uh, success almost like he, like Eric B was so good and is so good at his job that he almost just gets pinned as an offensive coordinator and he's kind of stuck there. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I think that happens to some coaches and it's been proven. I mean, look at Matt Nagy. He was a great offensive coordinator too for the, uh, I believe the chiefs and, um, you know, not so much as a head coach. And you see those instances all around. Um, we just got to hope that, you know, they're, they're doing their due diligence and going through the process and, and giving these guys a fair shot. You know, it's kind of, it sucks yeah. for him to see, you know, him text Bill Belichick and then he, the, the job's already, you know, locked in with Brian DeBull from the Bills. You know what I mean? It's got to be very disheartening. Yeah. It, again, I, I understand where, uh, where this is rooted and, it is strange to see that, you know, there's the league is comprised of 70% of African-American players, but you know, what, 1%, 2% coaches. Um, But it's a talent driven league as well. So it's, it's just hard. Like it's hard to quantify that. It's hard to quantify if a white coach and a black coach are going for the same position, but the white coach has a better offensive game plan that the general manager is looking for. Therefore we're going to hire the white coach. Right. It's yeah, uh, it, it, it's tough when when the, a matter of race is inserted into a merit based type of conversation. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be addressed or called out. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right. So moving on to a little bit of a lighter topic. This seemed to be pretty polarizing online today and yesterday. So the Washington football team is now the Washington commanders. What are your thoughts on the name and the new uniforms? The fucking worst. <laughs> horrible. It's it's the worst name you can come up with. I was driving today, um, running an errand, and I'm thinking of other names, you know. And there's every name I thought of was like better than this one, right? Uh, you know, I, I heard a couple of the the radio hosts saying, you know, fans are already saying the Washington Commies, <laughs> and then you know, I my first thought was. Oh, okay. Washington's gonna command you. Hmm. Yep. That sounds about right. 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 So I don't know. I just think it's. I think it stinks. I would have rather went with something like Washington Warriors. Go back to Washington Generals. Um, gosh, I, I liked Washington Football Team. I thought it was kind of taking a bit from soccer, just keeping it very vague. Um, Commanders doesn't do it for me. Neither do the uniforms. The uniforms suck too. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a lot of that, and um, a lot of people are in lockstep with you on that. I do. I'm not a big fan of the name. You know, I kind of like. Uh, there was a, a mock up that came out earlier or late last year. It was uh, the Washington Red Wolves, and it was a pretty sweet design with the wolf on the helmet and stuff. I thought that would have been badass. The Warriors was you know just simple, and it just kind of made sense. Um, I do, however, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I kind of, I'm kind of digging the uniforms, um, but the name, yeah, I'm with you, man. It just kind of like sounds like a arena team name or something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, all right, I'll give it to you. The Commanders uniforms are better than the Rams uniforms. Those are my least favorite uniforms in the league. Really? I don't like the numbers. They just look. They, I don't know, man. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, I kind of like the two-tone design where it kind of fades in. It's kind of just different. Um, but I also, like, I'm a fan of classic uniforms, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
I like personally, I like the Dolphins uniforms. Every time they wear those home unis, I call them out. My wife thinks it looks stupid, but the Dolphins are really cool. Uh, but hey, you know what? Best of luck to the Commanders. I um, it just doesn't roll off the tongue for me, and uh, you know they're still a shitty franchise. So you know, <laughs> we'll see if they turn things around with a new name. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Dan Snyder always seems to just find himself in a pit of misery over there. <laughs> Yeah, you never hear very much good coming out of Dan Snyder's. For sure. So you brought up the Rams. Well, in L.A., ticket prices for Super Bowl 56 are through the roof. Um, I think the lowest ticket price is around like 15 grand, and I might be lo- I might be lowballing that. So yeah, these tickets are super, just ridiculous. Um, oh. So okay, our beloved Detroit Lions make the Super Bowl. What is the most money you'd be willing to pay out of pocket to go see them play? Oh, man. Um, Well, you know, my first thought was I wouldn't go to the game because I'd rather be outside with a bunch of people who also can't afford to go to the game. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, because, like, it doesn't matter if you're in or out. The fact that you're in the city when it happens, that's what you'll tell your kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, I'd probably pay, I'd probably pay, like, 1500 bucks to just maybe, like, sniff a hallway in the stadium that's pretty much all i can afford <laughs> yeah that's kind of where i was at i mean you know i i was around that two grand mark i i, I couldn't really validate going over that no because you know why i couldn't because if the lions made the super bowl i could spend 1500 bucks traveling there and then being around a bunch of lions fans and just enjoying myself at the bar and partying all night long anyway you know like be, being there physically just doesn't do it for me like it used to. Yeah. Um, but, gosh, Lions in the Super Bowl. And like, now you're talking crazy. I know, right? Well, that's why, you know, just throwing it out there. You never know. I'll tell you this. I would openly weep. I would cry man tears like I've never cried before. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, we've been through so much as Lions fans and – you know, we got a couple of people that run the show that are, you know, still season ticket holders, and you just think all the time and money invested in this franchise, and for that to find, for them to finally hit the pinnacle, uh, it'd be amazing. Be overwhelmed. It's crazy that uh, sports has that kind of an impact, but football is yes. just that kind of game. You know, we've had that conversation before. It's just unlike yes. any other. Yep, I truly think it's going to happen with uh, with Dan Campbell. I, I think not winning the Super Bowl per se, but going farther than we've ever went. You know, props to Matthew Stafford for getting, you know, two playoff wins two consecutive weeks in a row. Uh, I think we will I think we will get our our destiny fulfilled to some respect over the next four or five years. All right, fair enough. So staying on the Super Bowl kick, so someone came up with a dream Super Bowl location list. Um, you can actually choose one of the five. I'm kind of jotting these down as we go, or you could pick a destination Ooh. that is not on the list, something that you think okay. would be cool. All right, so number one they have is the pyramids out in the desert. You know, <laughs> pyramids in the background could be cool. I don't know. Number like you're talking Egypt, yeah, the Super yep. Bowl Egypt, yes, sir. Um, yeah, that would be hot as fuck. Right. So, <laughs> being a fan would be hot, let alone being strapped up in pads and playing four quarters. Uh, right. But hey, you know, got to get that, uh, got to get that angle for Instagram. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right number two is the national mall that would be cool 
Yes, that would be very cool. Um, yeah, be have the Washington Commanders be there. That would be a little less cool. Right. But... <laughs> All right, the third one would be the Grand Canyon. Uh, where would you put the stadium? Like at the bottom? I would imagine so. They'd have to, right? Yeah, well, you know, if, if we played at the Grand Canyon and and we, you know, team scored a touchdown, would you really hear it? Like, is there a such thing as crowd noise in the Grand Canyon? Nobody can hear shit. Right, you'd it's have to gonna, get, get like, airlifted down there and then up and out. It'd be crazy. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a logistics nightmare. But I'm I'm all for it. This is this is a great topic. <laughs> and the, the fourth one is uh, actually Central Park in the Yonk. Oh, Central Park. Well, there's been a lot of big historic events in Central Park. Uh, I think that would be very cool. That would be very cool. This is reminding me of the uh, the New Year's Day hockey classic. Right. Like right. having venues that are just not suited for hockey games. Like this, I think the NFL should do this. Yeah, I think these uh, destination, location, dream scenarios would be kind of cool. And th- this has actually been done, I believe, for a basketball game. Um, number five is the aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, it'd have to be a big-ass aircraft carrier to put a football field on there. Yeah, and if, uh, you know, if there's an incompletion that goes off the ship, what happens then? (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't know how they would do it. They'd talk about another logistical nightmare. It'd be nuts. (laughs) Well, I thought you were going to talk about actual stadiums um, to host the Super Bowl. Because I went to to Heinz Field over over the wintertime. Actually, for the preseason game against the Lions, I was there. And like, man, that is football royalty. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got like five big Lombardi trophies blown up in the uh, in the concourse. Everyone's wearing a different Pittsburgh Steeler jersey. You know, that is just like the class of the NFL. A very, very different fan experience. And you know, like even if it was cold, I would go and watch a game there in the freezing cold of January. Oh, that's for... that's what it's all about, <clears throat> for sure. So, is there? Uh... Would you choose one of those five, or would you pick your own? Man, um, yeah, now we need to get creative here. So, yeah, I would probably pick my own. We could, What if we did, like, Belle Isle? That'd be cool. That'd be sweet. Be a little hometown flavor. Like another logistics nightmare, getting everybody across that bridge. Right, right. But, uh, that would be pretty sweet. And let me think about this for a second. Where would I want to put a football field to have a Super Bowl? You know what would be kind well, of cool? You know, I was thinking about was um somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. I think that would be dope too. Yeah, yeah. Just like coming down snow everywhere. Yeah, and just imagine the Instagram shots people would take up there. Yeah, Super Bowl Rocky Mountain edition. I'm a fan. Man, I'm gonna have to noodle on this, but. Give me a little bit. I'm going to come back before we close out with, like, the coolest venue ever. I just have to think about it. Cool, no problem. I got you marked as others. So let's move on. So the big game, Super Bowl 56 in L.A. We got Cincinnati. They're four-and-a-half-point dogs right now to the Rams. Um, Again, so you got a chance to pick the winner. The over-under, which I believe was at 48-and-a-half. And then the spread by itself. So you have a chance to, to earn three points. So go ahead and talk about the game, and then uh, you can give me your choices on those three. Okay. 
Well, <clears throat> I think it's going to be a good game, but I also think it will be a tale of two halves uh, in favor of the Rams. So I, I do believe that the Bengals are going to keep this game competitive in the first half because, as we've said, Joe Burrow is fantastic, some exceptional skill players, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and the defense has really stepped up to uh, to put this team in a position to make this historic run. Um, but like every other football game, it is won and lost in the trenches. And I'm just not seeing how the Cincinnati Bengals can win this game going up against the Rams defense. Uh, the defensive line for LA is stacked, motivated, and you know, Aaron Donald is the best football player in the NFL period. Mm. Full stop. I think he is the best player. Uh, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals just, I, I just don't see their offensive line being able to protect Joe Burrow long enough to make plays. Now the Rams play a lot of zone defense. So I do see their, uh, their receivers getting open and obviously Burrow's going to do what he does best, but that defense clamped down. The Rams defense clamped down uh, on all levels in, in the uh, NFC Championship game. So I, I think the Rams are going to pull this out. They are the most complete team, and um, it's going to be probably the Rams. If I could give you a score prediction, I think it'll be over. I think I'm going to take the over. Okay. Uh, it'll probably be, let's go, let's go 31, 31, 20. In favor of L.A. Um, Cooper Cup is unstoppable, dude. Like, this, what? This guy is amazing. It really is. One of the best route runners I've ever seen. And, you know, yards after the catch. I mean, the dude is so elusive and creative. And he's not even like a 4-4 guy. You know, that's the crazy part. But he's just, his agility is on another level. And he's just a smart football player. Yep. And let's remember where the Rams are playing. In their home stadium. Can you believe that this is happening two years in a row after never happening? I know. This is like something that so, used to be so unheard of. And now, like you said, back-to-back years. It's, it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the L.A. is going to make it, uh, make it look easy in the second half because their defense is going to clamp down. And uh, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup is just going to be too much for the Bengals' D to handle. Again, like L.A. on all three levels of the defense, you've got star players. Right, you've got depth. Um, I don't see I don't see Jalen Ramsey really going man to man with Jamar Chase because I don't think he's going to have to. I don't think he's going to have to. Would so you Would I, you agree I, that maybe the the Bengals' offensive line finally meets their match and some of these stars are able to kind of you know I mean if you got Von Miller you know, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald <clears throat> applying pressure, you know, I mean, that's going to, that's going to be a lot for them to handle for four quarters. Yeah, it is. Um, there, another stat that I saw was um, charting how much, uh, how much pressure offensive lines give up within the first two and a half seconds after the snap and the Bengals O-line ranked 30th. So they mm. give up the most pressure within the first two and a half seconds and then they did the same exercise for the defensive lines. How much pressure do you get within the first two and a half seconds? And the Rams are ranked first. Wow. Look at you so, bringing a stat book. 
Boom. You like that? I like you it, like man. That? That's a man prepared right there. I dig it. <laughs> but, like, it goes to show the games are won and lost on the offensive line and defensive line. Take a look at Michigan and Georgia. You know, we had so much hype. It was going to be such a hard-fought, close game. Shit, that thing was over by the end of the first drive. Yeah. It was over yep. because of the lines, period. Over and done with. But that just goes to show why edge rushers are such a premium position uh, at both levels of football and why you you got to invest in your linemen. you got to invest in your linemen. Absolutely. That's exactly right. I think that's got to be the focal point. You know, um, both sides of the ball, the trenches is where it's at, man. And, and that's a great point. And I feel exactly the same. So I do have to ask you, um, it was on my list to talk about, but obviously Jim Harbaugh went and interviewed with the Vikings. I guess the interview lasted nine hours, didn't go whoever's way, called the University, University of Michigan saying that he's back. Uh, what were your thoughts on all that? It's a fucking circus, Mike. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing is a fucking circus. But isn't this Jim Harbaugh at his very core, though? He He kind of yeah. just, you know it's just what he does. There's always uh, something around him that causes controversy or, you know, people to talk, man. Yep. Classic Jim. But there's so much more to the story that we may never know because Jim Harbaugh doesn't air dirty laundry like that publicly. Right. Uh, what I have read is he was really looking to get the university into name, image, and likeness. Not because they they wanted to, but because they need to in order to stay competitive. Sure. And like you know, the University of Michigan is just a very how do I describe it? You know, they're just a very like left wing kind of like socialist type of school where they they want equity for all. And uh, and they were not, from what I understood, they were not really willing to get involved too too deep, right? And so Jim wants to just win. He wants to win. The guy grew up in Ann Arbor and everything. He's, he's Michigan through and through. Uh, and I think he was trying to use the NFL as leverage to get what he needed uh, in terms of NIL, in terms of obviously salary. But there must have been something that went down when he flew out there where they he, he must have rubbed the Vikings the wrong way or his offensive philosophies just didn't mesh with what, with what the new GM and ownership wants to do. Do you think maybe you think maybe this had something to do with the contract? Like I know he willingly, you know, he donated his salary to you know people that lost work over COVID and all this stuff, and he's done a lot of great things for the university. Albeit, you know, he hasn't reached expectations from a lot of people. Right now that he beat Ohio State, did he take that opportunity to go see what his worth was and kind of maybe force Michigan to pony up a little bit more? Do you think that had something to do with it? Well, money had something to do with it, but I don't think it was for the reasons we think as far as like Jim wanting more money. Right. He was probably insulted that he had to take a 50% pay cut. Sure. Anyone would have been right. But uh, I think it was about more than the money. I don't think he has a good relationship with the administration. I just don't, I don't sense that he does. I think the administration cares more about its reputation as being the leaders in the best than they do about football. Yeah, I'd you agree know? with that because I think uh, on local radio they were talking about, you know, if this were to happen at Ohio State, you know, they, the AD would be out there having a press conference and, you know, getting in front of it. I just – you don't see a lot of that from the people at Michigan. 
the higher ups. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Ohio State cares about winning, winning, and winning. Michigan cares about having quality student athletes and and having you know a very rigorous set of standards to get into that school. And I don't think they're very uh, you know lax in that respect. Right. They also didn't want to contribute funds to to something that I think is going to destroy college football, but it's going to be necessary in order to compete with Ohio state and the sec. Those teams are not going to get any weaker. Absolutely right. right. Georgia, Alabama, they're only going to get more concentrated with talent because of NIL, right? The Ohio state offensive line, they all have navigators, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So you know, you got to figure out creative ways to compete. And I think what makes it more frustrating is that Michigan has more resources than any of these schools. Mm. Well. You know, so uh, anyway, long story short, I think it was a really weird process. Typical on-brand Jim Harbaugh. Um, but he set up his staff to succeed um, despite losing, you know, McDonald on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think we really got hurt with recruits very much because of this process. He was very upfront, transparent, saying, hey, if if, if I'm going to get offered, I'm going to check it out and explore the NFL. Sure. Um, so we're bringing back a lot of talent, and let's see what happens. I certainly hope that what happened you know, last, last season isn't going to be a fluke and we can get another Big Ten title and – you know, I'll put my khakis on and scream go blue. Sure. <laughs> That's right, baby. Go blue. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got the young one at home and you're busy. So thank you for joining the podcast, man. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up again soon, brother. My pleasure, Mike. It's always fun to talk with you. You do a great job in this podcast. And uh, looking forward to taking this all down, baby. Absolutely, man. Well, I'll definitely keep you posted. We'll be in touch, bro. Thanks again. Hi, man. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Philly, from the Fives of the Week. I just had to take a quick pause in the action to tell you about Aries Custom Creations. You gotta holler at our girl, Amber. She hooked us up with these sweet Fives of the Week hoodies to keep us warm this winter. She does everything. All your vinyl needs, apparel, signs, cups, decals, stickers. She does it all. Email her at AriesCustomCreations at gmail.com. Also on Facebook, Aries Custom Creations 20 Holler at our girl, Amber. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate the business. Much love. We got Mateo. Mateo. How you doing, cuz? How you feeling? Uh, getting by. You know, getting by. It's, it's cold, so I'm trying to stay warm and steady with work. Yeah, How man. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, actually, they gave us a day off, man. I saw uh, I saw you were working today, huh? Yeah, we get we have forty and forty in the winter, so I mean they just kind of do it however they do it. We got something that we're not used to. We got so many guys that you know they have some guys closed in the, in the early part of the week, and then they have some guys you know where you you need them for Friday. So, um, you know they kind of just do it how they do it. You know, some days I'll get home get home early. Some days I'll be there until four thirty. But it is what it is. As long as I'm getting my money, so. That's right. As long as that paycheck keeps clearing, baby, you're all set. So how you feeling uh, yeah. physically, man? Everything good since uh, getting sick and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, I'm back to normal. I, I don't think there was really anything um, after effect-wise. You know, I didn't lose my sense of smell, so that that's good. Um, I had that sick 
that nasty cough and you know that stayed for a while and then it was kind of getting all that phlegm up man that's probably the worst well probably the worst part was the headache man that thing felt like my head was on fire and inflamed mm. but other than that i mean wasn't really like i felt like i was dying or nothing but you know it was just like a two two day period and after that it was recovery so Oh, that's good to hear though, man. I'm glad you're getting back to normal. And, um, so crazy, obviously this whole NFL playoff has been absolutely ridiculous. Great football games every single weekend, couple duds wildcard weekend, but for the most part, they've done a phenomenal job of being competitive and putting on a show. So, uh, talk to me on your thoughts, man. Obviously we got Cincy and LA moving forward. Uh, so what'd you think of the conference championship games? Oh man. I mean, since he did, exactly exactly what i said to do on my last call and how to shut down kansas city they didn't do it right off rip i don't know if maybe they were just trying to play a little bit of conservative in the beginning but you know mahomes lit it up come that second half joe shiesty they came out there with a whole different game plan that they you see how mahomes was when he had that outside pressure he had nowhere to go he couldn't really scramble because there you know you have guys coming from the edges you stopped him from being that dangerous quarterback. And then you also had coverage on every single guy you needed to have, which caused him to be back there dancing and that obviously caused a problem for him. So, you know, you can, I mean, this whole, I guess you could say this whole um, playoff, you can't count a team out at all. So, um, as much as I, I didn't think that they were going to do it because I thought that old offensive line was going to fail them, you know, Joe Burrow and and Cincinnati, they overcame all odds. So I got to give it to them. That, that was a good win for them. Absolutely. Um, man. How'd you feel about that game? I'll tell you what, it was a tale of two halves to me. You know, it was the same thing. I think uh, Kansas City looked like they were going to run away with it. And then, you know, kudos to uh, the Cincinnati coaching staff and the players for making adjustments at halftime. I mean, what what a what a change. Um, Mahomes did have a little bit of time to scramble back there, but he just couldn't find anybody. So, you know, kudos to the back seven for holding down coverage and uh, at times for um, that relentless pass rush too. I mean, it was like he looked like me in the Holiday Bowl. He just couldn't do anything, you know what I mean? I mean, the mind yeah, was pickled. I mean, yeah, asshole puckering, the head spinning, everything else, you know. Um, yeah, he looked like a small little boy out there. And uh, Cincinnati just – they did a phenomenal job. I was really, really shocked. And every time they kept stopping them, I'm like, man, they're letting them get a bit closer and closer. You know what I mean? And uh, sure enough, Joe Cool, man, just, you know, steady as he may be and just composed. And the line held up just enough, and, and they got it done in the end. So that was very, very impressive. Yeah. I mean, game, games like that, too, like with Mahomes, I mean, it could break up that whole team. But, you know – with a young quarterback like him, I believe he's like 25, 26 years old or whatever, that doesn't make or break him. That just kind of gives him his lesson. And, you know, he's going to keep learning from there. He's got a whole lot of gameplay left in him as, as long as he stays healthy or whatever. But there's going to be some, you know, coming in the future with a lot of this talent that's, you know, coming to a lot of these teams um, and the way that they're kind of forming and building, there's going to be some good competition um, coming up in these next few years where the, you never know what team's going to be. It's not, I rarely see that there's going to be like that dominant team every year. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's, like, it's definitely going to be harder. But, you know, Kansas City, they're built for now, and they keep adding pieces. I wonder how long they can sustain that. But you look at all the quarterbacks that retired. You look at uh, in the last few years, you got Breeze, Brady, um, Roethlisberger, you know, the Mannings, and uh, there's another – oh, Phillip Rivers. You know, that was the end of an era. Now you got guys like Mahomes at the forefront, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. You know, Stafford's kind of coming on towards the end of his career. Um it's it's like a new wave. I mean, Lamar Jackson. You know, what I'm saying it's it's like it's time, the tide's turning. You know, and it's a, it's an exciting time too. I'm I'm very curious to see how this thing plays out. Right. So right. Um, so on the other end, you know, you got uh, the 49ers. They uh they they played tough. They had that 10 point lead going into uh, the fourth quarter, and the tide turned. You know, um, big drop by by uh, Jaquiski Tart that could have sealed the game most likely. Or it gave him a, a much better chance, but Stafford rebound him, let him down the field, and long story short, they're going to the bowl at SoFi Stadium. Man, thoughts on that game? Ah, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. You know, I mean, under pressure, he uh, seemed to collapse, and and I feel you got to feel bad for the players, such as like Debo Samuel, another player, almost that kind of reminds me of, in a way, which is two different positions, but like the Bills game, that's a player. Debo Samuel's a player that's out there every play putting a hundred percent in that each and every time he's, he's going up the field. So, you know, to see him, you know, crying on the sideline, you almost got to think like these guys, this isn't just, you know, I mean, for us, it's entertainment, you know, I mean, you could do what, do what you want with it, but for those guys, it's a career, man. And that, that I could, I feel the pain, you know, from being in a situation like that myself. So, um, you know, tough loss for, for San Fran, but they, uh, they need a couple of different things to, to get them over the top. And I don't think Jimmy G is the guy to do it there. So um, for that, I mean, you can almost just see from the mistake he made in the end, that interception, you're under pressure like that. I, I, I get what he tried to do, the shovel pass, but you're under so much pressure. You're already on your way down. That, that was just like how Kyler Murray threw his. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. you got to accept that you're going down. There's no saving that. No. So, um, you know, for Matthew Stafford to to lead the team and, you know, I mean, it's not all on him. It's on everybody else a part of that team. You know, they all did a good job. They all executed to a to a perfect game plan and, and made it happen. So it's good to see that. Absolutely. So staying on the Jimmy G topic, I, I mean, his days are done in, in San Francisco. So I got these five questions I'm going to run through real quick. Just want to get your take on it. Um <clears throat> We can bounce this back and forth. So Jimmy G, obviously he's done there. I think Trey Lance is going to get his opportunity. Where do you see Jimmy G playing next season? What do you think would be the best fit for him? Uh, best fit? You know, I, I don't see him. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of teams that are hurting for that that star star quarterback you know i mean can you consider him that star quarterback that's going to change a franchise around i mean who knows here's the thing though you got to look at his win percentage it's damn near if not 700 so the guy does win um he's not he's not going to be that mobile guy like a josh allen mahomes but uh you know he's definitely reliable he usually doesn't turn the ball over i think you know that that last drive obviously he succumbed to the pressure of the game you know nfc championship you're just trying to you're forcing it. There's like a minute 30 on the clock. You know what I mean? It's a big spot, and, you know, sometimes it can get to you. But uh, overall, I do think he's a he's a quality NFL quarterback, uh, probably just yeah. outside the top 10, you know, top 15 for sure. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of guys were saying, you know, Tampa Bay, he could be a shoe in there. He's, he's not, nobody is Tom Brady, right? But he's a pocket passer type. So that might fit a drop back passing offense. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I mean, my two options that I was kind of thinking of is, is yeah, kind of, I mean, cause you know that Tampa is going to be needing somebody. So, um, I would say either there or possibly even, uh, Pittsburgh, if they don't believe in, uh, who was over there, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, you got Mason Rudolph, and then I heard uh, Dwayne Haskins might get a crack at it too. But obviously, with his track record, he's yeah. he's been very unreliable. So um, another one that I thought of, but you're getting wind of Aaron Rodgers maybe going to Tennessee. I just heard he bought land down there. But I thought you know Jimmy G could possibly be a fit there because they have a ready-made team. I think Ryan Tannehill is done. I know they paid him, but I think you know he choked in big spots, and uh, he's just not getting them over the top. So right. I think, you know, for them, Rodgers might be a better fit, but maybe they do go with a guy like Jimmy G. Who knows? Well, a lot of the talk, well, I mean, I know this is all rumors because nothing's even came out, but a lot of the talk is that, you know, I mean, there's just people saying it, but maybe Rodgers is a good fit for Sanford. Hmm, yeah, I can see that too because he's from that area. It'll be like a homecoming for him, I guess, so. That's kind of why they they thought okay with Jimmy G on his way out, you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to stay in Green Bay, so maybe he goes to the team that t- took him out of the playoffs here. So I guess we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a possibly a big off season here. So yep, absolutely, we're gonna have to stay tuned. So all right, so number two, uh, former Dolphins coach Brian Flores. Obviously, I'm sure you saw that he filed a suit against the NFL. Uh, he leaked the text messages with Bill Belichick about the Giants already hiring somebody before he went there. The whole situation with John Elway in Denver, how he felt like he showed up hungover, was unprofessional. Elway has since come out and defended himself. Also, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is accused of uh, offering $100,000 to tank games. And um, just basically he's bashing the Rooney rule and saying it's a joke. This is kind of a two-part question. One, obviously he's taking a great risk going at the NFL. So do you think Brian Flores will coach again, maybe not this year, but in the future? And what can the NFL do to maybe uh, level the playing field? Not not even level, but give you know minority coaches a better shot as well as GM roles. Um, okay, so in this situation, I really don't think that it's on the NFL at all, and I don't think it's really um, you know something that is – attacking the minority role. I almost just think that this is kind of a personal issue where somebody is feeling more offended than they should be. Um, I think that, you know, with everything that's going on, it's almost like he's got to be a little salty. Okay. You don't, you don't, you didn't get the job. I'm sorry, buddy, but that doesn't just necessarily mean that somebody's not giving you the job because, because you're a minority. That doesn't, that doesn't, mean that that's the factor at all you just didn't make the cut okay so you look at all the other coaches you know i mean that's just like look at the gm for for the for detroit you know i mean look at look at mike tomlin okay that doesn't affect that at all so i think somebody's just kind of a little upset and now he's attacking you know those that he feel like he can get an upper hand on just because of the of how sensitive the situation is um so I don't think that's that's on the NFL at all. And I mean, really, there's no other precautions to take towards that because it's not going to make a difference when you're already in good hands. It's not like you're discriminating against anybody just for, for nothing. You know, I mean, the job's offered. It's going to be offered to the best guy possible, period, mm, yeah. no matter what. 
Um, that's just with anybody. So um, that's that. And then, you know, as for him having a career in the NFL at all, you know, coaching, I don't think so. Because you almost take a look at a situation like this, and once again, this is not because of he's a minority. This is just a person as character is what this is being judged based off of because why would I want somebody that's like that who is willing to to bash anybody and everybody he can because he's not having his way? Why would I want to have him a part of my my um my team, my 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 franchise? This is somebody that could possibly destroy you at some point just because he didn't get his way. So I don't know if any team would be willing to, to give him anything. So yeah. that's my take on that. No, absolutely. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from and agree with a lot of that. And I think, um, you know, there's obviously things I think they could do. Like there's no reason guys like Eric Bieniemy aren't being considered or, you know, maybe there's, there's things in people's past, but everybody has a past, right? I think there's definitely, I think the, the NFL is trying to do what, what they can do. I think it's in place for all the right reasons, but I think people are using crutches now to try to get ahead. And it's, it's a shame because like, say so, something comes out that what some of these things Flores are saying is false and it's, it's bringing people down, say Elway, you know, has to lose his job or any, there's any more fallout. I just don't think it's right that people can just make accusations with no merit. You know what I mean? So we're going to have to see how this all plays out. Um, there, there's no doubt. I'm sure all the NFL teams aren't playing by the rules. You know, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you'd have to be stupid to, to not think that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, like some people might want to make it a race thing. I don't necessarily think it's a race thing in this this instant because I heard out of Miami that he was a tough guy to deal with and a lot of the players had issues with him as well, even though he does have a winning record. So um, I think on both sides you can definitely, you know, improve. And um, I'm not sure. I'm not really. I don't. I don't know. Because once you go up against a cash cow like the NFL, it's kind of tough to recover from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, uh, with that being said, let's move on to the Washington Commanders. Do you like the name <laughs> and do you like the uniform? Oh my gosh! You sound <laughs> like like it's like a college football team. Not even a top tier team. You could have went with anything else. I mean, you're like ruining a brand. I'd be, you know, almost in a way ashamed to even play a part of that team. It's, I don't know if they're looking for like a clean name, but uh, it's definitely ugly for sure. And it's almost about as ugly as those jerseys. The only thing I liked about the helmets was kind of the matte red helmet there. I mean, that's kind of cool, but that doesn't, that doesn't make the team that you're playing for, you know, and everybody plays with the name on the front, not the name on the back. So playing for a team like Washington Commanders, I just, I almost be embarrassed. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't think anybody I spoke to today was a fan of the name. And it's like, it's almost like you, I, you were buying into just the football team. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they at least kind of had an identity, but nothing's going to compare to the Redskins. But I think you could have done – you know, Washington Warriors. I really, uh, I was telling my buddy Andy, um, the Red Wolves, I thought that was a cool name. But then, you know, it's, there's Why people. Why the wolf got to be red? Right, right. There's people that could twist and turn <laughs> that any which way. You know what I mean? So uh, you could have went with the Generals or anything like that. So I don't know. I just think there's a million things you could have done. They tried to maybe play it super safe. Um, 
I mean, I, I liked uh, a few things with the jerseys. I liked the matte red, like you said. I liked the W and the uh, the, the number on the side of the helmet. And um, the black was kind of a cool twist in there. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing that's their color rush, so. Yeah, we'll have to see how it looks on the field. But, um, yeah, that nobody <laughs> seems to like that at all. Uh, moving on. So Super Bowl tickets this year are, like, absolutely through the roof. I think the cheapest Super Bowl ticket is, like, 15000 All right, so let's wow. say our beloved Detroit Lions make it to the Super Bowl one day. What is the most money you would pay for a ticket to go see them live? I'm getting bare minimum ticket, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. But I mean, if it's fifteen thousand, I guess I'm spending fifteen thousand because, I mean, me, I'm not that old, okay. So for somebody else, you got to think. In Detroit, first Super Bowl, there's gonna be full attendance. I can guarantee you that, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, so it's going to be first come first serve. I wouldn't doubt that it would even sell out. But I mean, if especially if it was closer to home, you know, people will travel, man. People have been waiting their entire life to even, you know, make a march in the playoffs. Right. Uh, unfortunately we had to even do that, but, um, I don't know. Money wise, it's, it's hard to tell. I guess it's, uh, better be one great night. It would I mean, be. I better, I better be the one performing at halftime too. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. I don't know. Like I, I thought about it. I'd be like, man, I, I'd pay whatever. I'd just, you know, I'd max out a ten thousand dollar credit card, whatever I got to do. But then I was like, man, <laughs> if they, if I do all that, pay for the, you know, everything, and they lose, you know, pissed off. The onslaught. Right. <laughs> they just go there and get their ass all opened up. You know what I mean? And uh, you just piss the whole way home. You know, crying in your in your shoulder and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, are you are you are you pissed that they lost the game, or are you pissed that you spent that money? Like... <laughs> yeah, it's it's I don't know. It could be a very bad thing, but a great thing. You know, at the end of the day, it's about life's about experiences too. So I don't think there's a wrong answer for me. I would cap it probably like a couple grand. Um, I would actually prefer to be around, you know, uh, a lot of family and friends, and 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 watch it that way. As cool as it would be to um, to be there live. Um, you know, I just, you got to cap it, man. I've spent so much money on these guys in my 36 years that I don't know if I could drop 10 to 15 grand. I I feel safe amount, um, round trip. I mean, you're talking flights. If that's, if that's the case, you know, hotel stay, I'd probably go with like a max five, max 5,000 round trip flight stay at the hotel food i'm not talking about staying there a whole week i'm talking going for the weekend after the game i'm, t- I'm getting the quickest flight back because mm-hmm. i know detroit's gonna be partying so if that was the outcome but <clears throat> i think there, i think i don't know five thousand would be the most okay make it a weekend good deal all right so last thing i got here is a uh, dream super bowl locations this is a list somebody came up with um, so there's five options here. If you don't like any of them, you're free to uh, pick your own. So here we go. This is a one-off dream Super Bowl location. So number one, I got the Egyptian pyramids out there in the desert. You can have the pyramids <laughs> in the background. Um, yeah. One of them is the National Mall. You know, you got that long stretch of water with the big building at the end. Could be a cool atmosphere. Um, the third one is the Grand Canyon, you know. Do you, do you got to get airlifted down there? You put a field down there in the middle of it. I mean, how does that work? I don't know. Um, that would be kind of sweet. But uh, Central Park, you know, in New York, they've had hockey games out there. 
You know what I mean? Could put a football field right there in the middle. Could be kind of cool. Um, and the right. last, the last one is uh, an aircraft aircraft carrier, which uh, they've done basketball <laughs> games and whatnot. You know, which could be cool, but you need a big ass aircraft carrier to hold a, a football field and fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, yeah, that's kind of. Um, I I mean you're talking to the Egyptian, I mean, you're going to be in heat. You're talking sandstorms. That'd be an ugly, I mean, the view would obviously be beautiful, but I mean, you're talking about sandstorms coming in, you know, I mean, possible sand getting in the eye. I mean, unless it's a closed dome, but then that defeats the purpose, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, the mall, I guess, uh, I mean, kind of not that exciting. You got the waterfront, but that causes a lot of wind there. Uh, the New York, in the park, I mean, around Super Bowl time, you're talking snow. So, unless you want to be playing outside in the snow for Super Bowl, uh, I wouldn't want to. I mean, maybe I would. Who knows? I guess I'm not in that position. But uh, oh, aircraft, kind of a dumb idea, cool idea, but unrealistic to me. Um, I think a cool one that I feel like would be possible to 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 make there is uh. If you build like an underground um, aqua dome, mm. not necessarily. I don't know how deep you go. Whatever, obviously safe to safe enough to where the glass wouldn't break or whatever the case. They, you know, I mean, with science now, it would be obviously a thick dome or whatever the case may be. But that'd be pretty cool to have like an underwater, um, you know, dome where you have you know, say twenty thousand feet uh, seats or whatever, whatever it is, you know, a significant amount. And, you know, you just have the aqua life just swimming around, man. Yeah, that would actually be really sweet. The one I came up with was um, in the Rocky Mountains. I think that would be a sweet look. You know, I know it would probably be cold. You might have a little snow. Um, but how sweet would that be, you know what I mean, just to have uh, that yeah. right on the side of a mountain, you know, a big-ass football what, game going on. What did Hollywood say? Put a put a field on uh, Space Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> He said, meet me on top of the Appalachia, damn you. <laughs> Actually, uh, he at first he went uh, the pyramids, and then he changed to the Grand Canyon. Um, oh, yeah. Hoff said the uh, aircraft carrier. Uh, my brother actually said the pyramids. He said the same thing. It'd be hot as buns, though, out there. And then uh, <laughs> my buddy Andrew... Um, he uh, he said other. I can't remember what he said. Um, you, you'll hear it when the uh, when the episode comes out. But uh, right, I, I like the Aqua Dome. I think that's a badass idea, dude. Yeah, I mean it'd be it'd be money obviously put into it because I mean you're you're talking. But you know, I mean it's the same way that they make anything. You know what I mean? You're gonna build it underneath. You're gonna evacuate the water from there, or whatever it is. And I don't know. I, I feel like that'd be pretty cool to then just have. Sea life just floating around, man. Just I don't know. That'd be a pretty cool scene. Yeah, absolutely. All right, homie. Well, let's get into it. So, Super Bowl Fifty Six is about uh, nine days away. So we got the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burr, Joe Cool, stepping into L.A. to face Stafford and the boys. What are your keys to the game? Who do you like? And remember, it's a three-tier system. Okay, so we got the overall. Money line, you pick a winner. Um, second part is over under, which is actually at 48.5 right now. And then uh, the third part is the spread, which is at 4.5. So uh, 
Rams are favored by four and a half. So go ahead, do your thing, wrap out the game, tell me who you like, and um, I'll jot down your picks, and then I'll give you mine. Man, you know, as much as I want Stafford to win, how good would it be? But then again, it's, you know, I mean, it's they're all in. Rams are all in. They, they, they spent their ticket on this team for them to get it this year. And then you're talking about a team that's capped out. If you don't win it this year, who knows if that team's going to, what, what it's going to be. You're going to have a few solid players, but, you know, you're not going to be able to pay everybody. Uh, and then, you, I mean, you've got a lot of young talent, young talent over in Cincinnati right now. And they've proved against all odds that they have that, that heart and that grain to, to go to go against anything that's standing in front of them. And, I mean, they've been from in games that they were down a lot, came back, and, you know, and, Got a very good kicker as a, a having a great kicker is is a part of a football team. I don't care what you say, man. It's big key, and uh, he's showed up big in in some big time plays. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, it's a, it a hard decision because uh, I wanted Stafford to win this, but I feel like there's gonna be a lot of mistakes. Either way, I have the game at uh at an over forty. Over forty. That's that's my uh, my pointing is over forty for sure. Well, the, the over under is forty eight and a half, so it's either got to be over that or under that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. Um, shoot. I'll go over forty eight and a half. Okay. And then do you like um, well, do you like the spread right now? Rams by four and a half. Uh, I got Cincinnati. Okay, so you got Cincinnati. Like you got Cincinnati to cover, and are you picking them to win as well? I'm picking them to win. Uh, I, I don't like that four and a half number, man. That sucks. Well, you can always take the Rams four and a half for the Rams to cover if you think it's going to be a close game. Bro. No, I'm going to take Cincy all the way on it. Okay. So plus four and a half. That's Super Bowl Joe. Joe Burr. I'll tell you what, man. I uh, I haven't been impressed. You know, who am I? I'm just a talking head, just a super football fan. But, man, I mean, Joe Burrow, just the way he's captivated that city and that team and, and veteran players are wanting to go there and play for him and, and high praises all the way around. Just a phenomenal job. I think he's going to be one of the next best uh, quarterbacks in the game, bar none. Um I think if he goes in there and wins, I mean, he catapults definitely top five. I think he's right on the cusp right now, um, you know, with all the intangibles. But uh, this year, and I've been saying this all playoff long, I, I feel like, you know, he was going to get popped because of that O-line. But, you know, it's a different ball game when you got Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller breathing down your neck. I, just, I think this defense, this team has just been built to win. And I actually picked these guys before they picked up Odell Beckham and Von Miller just because the way they were constructed. You know, I liked yeah. them with um, with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and, and Van Jefferson um, offensively. And defensively, they're already great. Yeah, uh, and I mean, now they have uh, also Cam Akers back too, which is also a very useful weapon that they got there. But, you know, it's, like yeah. I said, man, I hey, I want I wanted Rams. 
you know, I didn't even want Rams to beat Tom Brady in, in the Bucks, but, you know, because Tom Brady is my favorite, and I wanted Tom Brady to win one more time, have another championship. But when it came down to one of my other seats and I had to make a choice, it was hard. But I picked the Rams, and it was the right choice, and even though it sucked. But I don't feel that I have that confidence in it right now for the Super Bowl in that same type of way. So uh, it's just – I don't know, man. It's a uh, scary sight. because, like, I don't know. I, I I feel like I got I got a lot of confidence in Cincinnati right now. They have a big chip on their shoulder. I feel like Los Angeles kind of uh, had a road that was, which almost seemed like it was already paved for them. Mm-hmm. And obviously they had to fight their way there and you know make it all the way through, which is always the case for either team. But, um. No, a year ago, everybody counted Cincinnati out. So, for them to come and rise to the top is just uh, is a big chip on their shoulder, and I feel like that they're gonna they're gonna come in there, and it's gonna be a shootout, real big shootout. I just feel like a lot more mistakes are gonna fall in the hands of the Rams than they are there, than they are gonna be against Cincinnati. So. Oh, fair enough. And it's like, you know, it, it's tough. I, I'm torn too, but I, at the end of the day, I got to ride with the, the team I picked from the beginning of the season. You know, I had LA and Buffalo the whole way and, you know, Buffalo obviously fell up, fell short. Um, and Cincinnati, I'm a big fan of what they're doing. I think it's awesome. Uh, it's, it's a Cinderella story possibly. And I wouldn't be totally surprised if they, they do win. Um, because I would look at the Patriots when they went undefeated and got, you know, knocked off by the Giants. Um, you look at, how good the uh, the Giants were uh, when they played um, was it Baltimore? You know, an upset there. there. There can always be upsets, you know. And um, this would definitely be a big one. I mean, based on the stat line, not a huge upset, but the Rams are favored to score by obviously more than a field goal, so they're betting on at least a touchdown. And I just feel like too much is on the line for Stafford, McVeigh, and and that organization. They they literally sold the farm to win this Super Bowl. And normally, I, I hate teams like that, but because of some of the guys that are on that team, like I'm a bit, I think Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the game, and that was before he had any people there. Um, you right. know, I've always been a Stafford guy, regardless. I know it's a polarizing topic, but for him in one year to do what he's done and to cap it off at a Super Bowl, I know it's not a great look for the Detroit Lions, but, you know, shame on you for not, you know, doing more. You know, I mean, shame on us for rooting for draft picks. You know what I mean? I feel like we got to do better as an organization. That's a whole nother conversation for another time because right. we can definitely go down that rabbit hole. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm rocking with them. I think they're they're the team this year. Um, obviously, they're both four seeds, so they weren't either unbreakable. So anything could happen. And uh, the Rams have not had an easy ride the whole way. You know, Stafford had his meltdown um, about three-quarters through the season. You know, he had those three, four uh-huh. games where he played like doo-doo. And uh, so that's possible. That could rear its ugly head at any time. He's known to be a streaky quarterback at times, but you look at his stat line, dude, nine touchdowns, one interception, um, 72% completion percentage. I mean, he's, he's balling out. And I, I think uh, they're playing at home second year in a row when it's never been done before, which is nuts. I think he's got to seal the deal, man. I, I got L.A., I got the over, but I think uh, they win by at least 10. Good choice, man. It's 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 hard. <laughs> it it's is hard. 
while I'm speaking, I'm like selling myself on it. You know, I'm like, oh shit, it sounds good, man. It's got to be good. You got to believe in it. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, I I had Rams before today. I mean, before today, I really did. I had them. I had it already written off, and you know, it's like, all right, well, I already know what's gonna happen. You know, I guess you know, leading up to today, um, even though that was my decision prior. Uh, there's just a lot that I've looked into and, 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 and the Bengals and just looking back at a lot of things. And I think that team's got a lot of grit more than what people are expecting them to have. And, you know, even with the dominating defense, dominating defense, I believe, I believe in Joe Burrow. Like I said, I believe, I believe in him. I believe that he's that, he's that general on the field for that team to, um, to overcome those odds. And that, that, that's what they need. So, uh, I guess that's our uh, our picks there, man. I, I, I want to say too, from the last uh, talk, uh, Joe Burrow goes and wins this. He's a top five QB going into next year, without a doubt. I had him at six. I had him and Herbert at five or at six and seven. Um, but you know, given that he's made it to the to the Super Bowl, and they're both, you know, I think they both were drafted the same year or whatever, but. <clears throat> Uh, Joe Burrow obviously got got his team a little bit further than than Herbert, and that takes nothing away from Herbert. But I got Joe Burrow at number six right now. He makes it there. He's definitely uh, six top five going into next year. But this year, Tom Brady was still in the league, so he's still top five. <laughs> I dig it, man. Wait, well, hey, Cuzzo, always good to talk to you, man. Great stuff tonight. Thanks for uh, hopping on the show. I know we had a little trouble connecting, but um, appreciate it, man. So stay up and stay healthy out there, right, bro. All right, sounds good. I appreciate you too as well. All right, guys, we'll Take talk care. soon, man. All right, sounds good. All right, see ya. All right, y'all. That was Mateo. Hey, guys, the crew and I would just like to thank you for listening. Remember to email us at fives of the week podcast at gmail.com with any ideas or feedback. Also, please remember to like and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. Also, you can hit us on Facebook at Fives of the Week and on Instagram at Fives of the Week Podcast. Love y'all. Be good.